Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eat With A K. I'm your host Kat and today I'm going to talk a little bit about mental health and how we can enhance that not only on our own but with our pets. I've definitely dealt with my fair share of anxiety and have had to navigate that on my own and have found some pretty good tools that have helped make me more equipped so that when I am encountering something that's going to make me overly anxious, I'm able to handle it better. But one of those ways is definitely with my dog, Carmela, and she's helped me so much, be it with my daily routine and just being a diversion from what's going on inside my head and what factors are directly impacting me to making me zoom out and realize there's other things going on in the world. My problems are not the only problems and they're not the most severe problems and kind of change that focus. You guys can probably relate to that too if you have animals or if you just feel a lot happier around animals because it does alleviate these stressors we're dealing with day to day and it helps us get out of our own heads. So let's get started. Nowadays, it seems like everybody's looking for that immediate resolution or that immediate fix to make them feel better physically or mentally or emotionally. And most of the time that involves having some sort of medication or other forms of intervention that cost money and may not be the most natural way of dealing with any sort of problems that we're encountering. Not to say that those measures aren't needed in certain situations if there's dire straits and people are in need of immediate intervention through medication or therapy. But I think for a lot of people, our stress response has changed just with the way we communicate. Um, We're on screens. We get these immediate responses. We have outside stressors. We're not moving enough. So we're not alleviating that stress through constant movement. And we're kind of stuck in our own heads. I mean, we're on our own phones. We're a lot more disconnected from those around us. We might be connected virtually, but that's different than having someone face-to-face with you. And we're also hiding a lot of how we feel. We're putting out a version of ourselves that is the optimal version, is what we want people to see, and it's not showing whatever sorts of anxieties or sadness we have behind the veil because we can't market that. And I notice people are kind of putting that out there more, which I think is beneficial, but you also don't want to be using that as a tool to gain sympathy, and it just goes down a wild road from there. But in my own experience, I am an expressive person. So when I'm encountering something that stresses me out, I need to show someone that or vent to someone just so that I can talk through it and it makes me feel a little better. And that helps me change my perspective. But you're not always going to have someone at the ready to deal with your problems. And it's a difficult thing, too, if people around you are going through something more difficult or have other priorities at that time and you don't want to place that heavy burden on them. At the end of the day, those that love you will be there for you. The best way that I've handled it is with my dog. She's always there. She's always around. And being that I work from home, it's kind of nice because if you have a stressful experience at work or on the computer, she's right there. She doesn't know anything about it. She doesn't really care at all. She's just worried about how I feel. You can find that in a human companion, but I think it's a lot more rare. You also need to reciprocate that. 
for that person in, in my eyes. I want to be there as much for that person. And you might not ever need to be. They might not need you like that. Animals, they just don't require that same transactional love. It's just innate. It's it's endless. And they don't have to worry about their own problems. They don't have to worry about paying for insurance and going out and making sure they're at work on time. They're just there to be happy and supportive. And the nice thing is too, they're fully reliant on you. So you don't have time to wallow. You don't have time to ignore your responsibilities with them because they depend on you. And that gives you purpose. And I think that purpose and the fact that you have this unconditional love from this being will really help catapult you out of depression in a lot of ways. And it's been scientifically proven. That's why there are emotional support animals and therapy animals, because they do have an impact on us and it's extremely positive. And I get that people can't always experience that depending on your financial situation or your housing situation. You may not be allowed to have a pet, but it's important to get around animals and to see them and to experience them and have that communication with them because it will alleviate a lot of stuff. Even if you're just like watching birds outside and seeing what they're doing, they do not care about anything that's going on in your world. It does not matter. They're just trying to get by. They're trying to survive. And so I'll even do that sometimes. I'll sit outside with the dog and just watch all the animals and the critters do their thing outside. And hopefully she doesn't chase after one of them. But if she does, so be it. But seeing that dynamic, I'm like, there's a whole other ecosystem going on that doesn't exist in our realm and our human day to day. It doesn't matter to them. They've got their own stuff they got to worry about. And that's a good way of separating your reality from what's going on around you. Because everything that you're encountering right now, it is temporary. Whatever pain you have, whatever worry you have, there's a due date, there's a deadline for that. There's a time when that's not going to exist at the forefront of your day-to-day anymore. And it might be really far away or it could be a lot sooner than you anticipate. So I'm going to get into a couple different ways that my dog has helped me. And this isn't a dog-centric thing. If you have cats, it's similar to, at the end of the day, they're therapeutic. Now, Carmela is a very affectionate dog and she loves to cuddle and give kisses and she doesn't have any kind of weird quirks about her that make me nervous. So she's a very easy dog to have because there's not a lot of baggage going on there. She's just carefree, pretty happy. She can be skittish at time and bark too much at stuff because of the guard dog in her. But overall, solid creature to have around when I'm encountering stressful situations. She does not exacerbate that stress at all. Um, The nice thing, too, is she's very active. So every day I will walk her around midday at least once just to get her outside. But it's a lot about how I feel and the movement that I need throughout the day after sitting at a desk or standing at the standing desk and just getting my eyes off of screens. And that's also a bonding thing because you're walking together for however long and kind of seeing how she's experiencing the walk. It's not just me on the walk. She's also smelling, seeing other dogs, seeing other animals, hearing noises that might freak her out or she might be interested in. But it's also a nice diversion from what I'm doing that day or what's going on in my world or if I'm anxious about something, it doesn't matter. We're walking, we're getting fresh air, we're moving. And that in itself is going to help you with your anxiety and depression symptoms just because that movement gets the endorphins going, you're getting sun it's really important for you. 
And a lot of people without a pet may not feel obligated to go out every day um, at a similar time or multiple times a day. But when you have a dog or an animal that needs to be walked, it needs that outdoor time and play time, that's a really great way for you to be held accountable for incorporating that into your day-to-day and also from there reap the benefits of doing that every day. So that's been one really awesome thing about just having her and having the schedule in place where around that midday time, she comes over to my desk and is like, okay, when are we going for our walk? And she's always ready. You know, she's never going to cancel on me. It's just nice having that dependable living thing around you. It's not a made up thing. It's not an imaginary friend. It's a real living, breathing dog that loves you and you have a relationship with. That holds true through whatever you might be encountering that day. You know, a friend could cancel on you or you might feel bad because he had to drive really far to get to where you are or you're busy coordinating. I don't have to text my dog. I don't need to FaceTime my dog. I don't need to call my dog. Unless I'm on vacation, I will appreciate a FaceTime once in a while just so I could see the beautiful face. But I don't have to worry about that. So that's been a really good way for me to just exit my anxiety. Another way that my anxiety is handled very well by having a dog is that my emotions get picked up by her and she can look at me and see, oh, geez, like what's wrong? And so if I cry, like she's aware of it, she'll come up to me, she'll lick my face, she'll be like, what's the matter with you? Buck up. No, but she's very in tune with me and giving my dog anxiety because of my anxiety is not something that I want to do. So it kind of helps me handle that. Or if I need to cry something out, I know she's there. But I also know that I need to be strong and I have to take care of her and I don't get to just like not feed her, not not make sure that she's happy and and try to balance her emotions a little bit, too. Um, But it's in a different way than with with people, because if you are venting or you're just let's say you're talking, okay, you're doing some self-talk and you realize you need to talk to somebody else, you might wear that person out. I'm definitely the kind of person that can wear people out with my words. Hopefully I'm not doing that to you right now. But you know, we're on the 25th episode. I think you're aware I can talk to myself and really not have too much of a problem, but you do need that outside feedback. And when you're talking to people about things, you also have this extra layer of like how you're coming across, unless it's with someone that you're very, very comfortable with, like a parent or a sibling, but you're aware of what you're doing to them and and the information you're giving them. And with an animal, you don't need to worry about that going anywhere. You don't need to worry about their perspective of you changing. They love you no matter what. It's all the same. You just need something to confide in. And so sometimes even just telling the dog your problems is a great way to walk through how you're feeling, still confide in someone, but not have that extra layer of second thought or did I open up too much or am I wasting their time or do they think less of me? You're not going to worry about with your animal. So it's just nice. It's nice and it's important to have someone there to help you. I think um, whether it's like physically helping you or just the emotional help, she can emotionally be there and be a companion when you might feel at your lowest and your most lonely. Uh, For those people that live alone, you know, that's really easy to do. If something bad happens, you get bad news, you're just in a stressful situation and you're by yourself, that's hard. That's really hard to navigate. But when you have an animal, you don't feel as alone in that process and you also have something to confide in. So that's been a way for me to not feel as lonely and also just feel a little bit more protected with my dog. 
And I think, again, people will turn to pills. People will turn to that quick fix without stepping back and seeing, hmm, how can I improve this on my own? Because it's not easy. None of it's easy. It's not easy to have a pet all the time. You know, they have problems. It's expensive. And that can turn into a whole other thing and a whole new stress. But in my opinion, it's well worth it. And the benefits of having these animals is way, way worth it. But you don't just need to take my word for it because according to the National Institutes of Health, interacting with animals has been shown to decrease levels of cortisol and lower blood pressure. Other studies have found that animals can reduce loneliness, increase feelings of social support, and boost your mood. So again, they're that extra attribute to leading a healthy lifestyle. You know, when you're taking care of your body, that's a great way to lower anxiety and depression because you're literally changing the physicality of your body so that it's more supported and you are boosting good chemicals in your head that are making happy thoughts, happy feelings, and charging you up to take on whatever is in front of you. A dog, a cat, any other pet is just an extra way of boosting that mood. So I do feel for people that are all locked up. Maybe they live alone. They don't have an animal and they're sad and they're probably not getting enough vitamin D and they're not getting enough exercise and not moving enough thanks to the way that our corporate lifestyles are structured. But being constantly exposed to the enthusiasm and how adorable they are, it just charges your brain up. And whether you're sad or you're by yourself, you just want to cuddle with something, I mean, from the depression and loneliness and the anxiousness, these creatures unknowingly are like a magic potion, really. And I know it's difficult for people who have allergies and stuff like that, but there's ways around that. There's other animals. Maybe you see someone else's animal or your aunt or uncle has a pet or your next door neighbor has a dog and you just want to hang out with them and just unwind and realize there's more to life than whatever you're dealing with. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. animals just like everybody else have a life expectancy and I know that a lot of people are hindered in getting a pet because they don't want to lose a pet and I totally understand that and I haven't had to really encounter too much of that grief up until the last couple years when our older animals started to pass away but it was at a point where they were not feeling well or they were really really old so when they did go it was a huge loss but it was also a relief because the quality of life had dwindled greatly. On top of that's also the responsibility involved in having a pet and watching a pet grow old and having to take care of them, how it changes. Like right now, Carmel is a very low maintenance dog. She's got a great coat. I don't have to worry about, you know, constantly bathing her, getting her groomed. She's an easy dog. She's not on a ton of medication. So she's a very easy dog to take care of. But as time goes on, that definitely can change depending on whatever ailments dogs have later in life. And you have to be mentally prepared for that. But I also look at it as a way of paying it forward. You know, you were here for me in my dark moments or the moments that I needed support. And now I'm here for you. Not to say that the death of an animal can't bring on a depression or bring on anxiety. But that's why I do think it's important for people to make sure that there are healthy people in your life that can gather around you and really help get you through that time. But also think of getting another animal and it's not a replacement. And sometimes it's good to have multiple animals and it's hard to see their reaction to the loss of a pet, but you still have each other. So I, uh, growing up, my grandparents always had two dogs. When one got old and passed away, we'd get another one not too long after so that the other dog still had a companion 
Um, and that cycle kept going up until now. And I do notice that I think uh, Karma would like to have a friend. But again, that's a lot of responsibility. And you want to do things that are within your window. You don't want to overwhelm yourself with animals. It's nice to have at least one. So one day, we'll probably get another dog and she'll have a little buddy. But it is nice too to just be able to focus on her and build that relationship with her without it being all over the place or me feeling like it's too crazy or distracted definitely something to consider before you go out and get a pet for emotional reasons like can you take care of them can you offer them the same amount of support in a happy life that they're gonna bring to yours you know you do need to be mentally prepared for when things inevitably decline but hopefully with the structure and the joy that they bring to your day-to-day you can live off of that also make yourself stronger because one thing that's really important to keep in mind when dealing with just mental health issues and just trials, it might not even be an issue, but it could just be a trial. Like it's a trying time on your mental health. You're worried about something. You're going through something. You're very upset about something. You need to figure out what are the tools I can use? What anchors can I grab onto that are going to bring me back down and realize it's going to be okay? And I'm going to be strong and I'm going to get through it. And I'm allowed to be worried and I'm allowed to be sad, but I'm going to get through it regardless. And I need to find ways that will be uplifting and be like, Whoop, I'm happy now. I'm happy about one thing or that one thing is okay. And one things that will keep you positive because it's okay to wallow in stuff for a little bit. It's okay to be sad for a little bit, but you've got to be able to pull yourself out of it. And animals are a great way to assist in that. And sometimes animals are the source of that sadness. But hopefully you've garnered the tools to be able to be like, but I had a wonderful life with this pet and I'll have a wonderful life with another pet. And that pet has taught me so much about how I want to be as an owner with a future pet. One of the beautiful things about having maybe an older animal and then getting a younger animal is that they imprint on the younger animal. In this case, I'm talking about my dog. So when I got my puppy, we still had two older dogs and she learned so much from them and so many of maybe their little habits or just the way she picked up on stuff like to sit, to go outside, to pee, to do stuff like that. So much of that was imprinted upon her that when they passed on, I still felt like I had a piece of them because she absorbed so much from them. And so I definitely recommend doing that so that you kind of have a little, it's almost like a time capsule. It's like, oh yeah, you still have a piece of them. And the saddest thing too is to see like she looks for them still and will be like, you know, why why aren't there any other dogs here? Where did they go? But they move on with you. So I do think it's important to have animals during a time like that. Even if one passes on, it's important to have something else there to help you get through. And to also know when something's too much. You know, if you're going through something and it's too much, you're, it's okay for it to be too much. You might not be able to handle it. You have to make a plan for how you're going to get through it. The one thing I will end on is some of my experiences with other animals, other types of animals that have helped me. So growing up, we always had two cats. They were siblings, super fun. And then they got old. They passed away. I think... One passed away when he was maybe 17, and then the other passed away at 20. So those were good, long, healthy lives, and we felt good about our kitties. But then my parents went and got a kitten, and she's just been a hoot. And she actually ended up getting pregnant and having two kittens. And to just see the impact that this cat, along with the babies, have had on my parents, it's wild. 
and it brings new life. And the nice thing about having the babies, she's spayed now. Everybody's fixed now, so, you know, don't worry. But the nice thing about having these kittens is that if anything ever happens to the mommy cat, you do have these other babies that are half her. So that's been cool to see. And it is just so therapeutic if you have, again, a bad day. You can just sit on the couch with your kitty and she's just there to be with you. Horses are another thing I've seen. My grandmother was a big equestrian. And so kind of seeing that escape and that duty to the horses as far as we wake up in the morning, we feed them, the care that's involved there, the investment that's involved there. And in the evening time, we get back in time to feed them. Like your day does revolve around these animals and their schedule. But the joy that they brought to her, they're just so majestic too. Even to this day, we have three and just seeing them like they're Again, they're doing their own thing in the field and they'll come up to you and say hi and you scratch their ears and riding them and having that connection with them. It was wild growing up. It's something that you don't, not everybody gets to experience and it's something that is very grounding. For a lot of people, it's their escape and it's their way of connecting with an animal and getting out of this box and getting out of the human world where we have all these expectations on us and all these pressures that lead to anxiety and depression contribute to why people are miserable instead of allowing them to escape that mindset and look for alternatives and look for ways of healing themselves and setting aside routines and schedules where they really honor their own feelings And they can connect with creatures that are innately good and have unconditional love. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. It was more in the wellness category of everything, but that goes hand in hand with health and food and how you lead your day to day. So thank you guys. And I'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao for now.